Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, it is uh, obviously just a regular day. We dress like this all the time. Don't yeah, worry about this it. is a standard, uh, <laughs> standard wear. And if you're listening to this, you don't know what we're talking about. It's okay. Go check it out on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> Anywho, today is Halloween uh, or Samhain or Samhain. So uh, happy all of those words that I just said. Yeah. And also... Welcome to Samhain 103. Yeah. So uh, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. This is what we're doing. It's This is our once weekly witchy podcast, whereupon we, you know, dive into witchy stuff and have interviews and things like that. Look forward to some interviews that are coming up. And we will uh, just move right along into Samhain. Let's get these festivities rocking and backslash or rolling. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say all of the characters. In there. <laughs> uh, so this episode is Samhain 103. So uh, uh, if you've listened to a bunch of these episodes, uh, you may be familiar with that. We are uh, delving into something that is related to Samhain, but not but not necessarily Samhain itself. So um, let me back up by saying in episode 24, we did Samhain 101. And in this episode, we talked about the basic themes of the holiday, uh, like mute dinners and dumb suppers. We talked about the origin of costumes and trick-or-treating. Of course, jack-o'-lanterns. By now, everyone knows they were carved originally out of turnips, right? Yeah. Regular O-lanterns. Yeah, O-turnip-o-lanterns. We also talked about... (laughs) Turnip lanterns? <laughs> turnip lanterns. Turnip lanterns? Yeah. That sounds like you're about ready to turn up that a lantern to what? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I will give that one to you. That was good. Uh, we also talked about divination and bonfires. We gave you correspondences for Samhain, as well as two spells that are related to the themes of a holiday. And then in episode 45. One we- year later. Yes, we uh, we did Samhain 102. And in this episode, we went deeper into a specific aspect of the holiday, which was really talking about how Samhain is a liminal festival, what liminality is, what that means, how it relates to the holiday. We talked about liminal spaces. We also talked about Fae and the dead, Um, not to be confused with the undead. I think they prefer to be called living dead. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, we also gave you a variety of different ideas to of ways to celebrate Samhain. Mexican uh, Americans. That's fun. That's that's fun. That's I'll, fun. I'll give you Mexican Americans. Mexican Americans. Ask Pierre about. It. <laughs> Again, knows. if you're not if you're not watching this, you this is weird. Good for you. Yeah, we're but sorry. But Pierre has joined us for this episode. Yeah, yeah. So um, Pierre is our skeleton that lives in the house. Yes. Uh, and, uh, so in addition to ways to celebrate Samhain in, in Samhain 102, we also gave you correspondences again for the holiday and a simple Samhain ritual. So this, this episode, we are talking about ways to connect with the dead and other spirits. And that's because the veil is thin this time of year, and that makes it a perfect time to work with all of the entities on the other side. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get started with talking about our ancestors. So working with your ancestors. Ancestors are our dearly departed dead. One degree of separation dead. 
<coughs> not necessarily. Ancestral work, um, it's been hot for like a few years now, the terms associated with it. I think it's been hot for several thousand years. <laughs> well, but okay. you know, it's been really, I've really noticed it a lot over a few, over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, as, and people, you know, they Since want to. Since that song in the 90s, you know. Ancestors, hear my plea. I don't want to get demonetized by Disney, so I can't yeah, be singing that song. Do that. But you know exactly what song I'm talking about. Also, you're welcome. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, album's dropping soon. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's just Mulan cover songs. This guy over here uh, working on his tight five. <laughs> it's a loose two hours. Don't even worry. It is, it is definitely a very loose two hours. Uh, so as people start to understand and honor their lineage, they want to um, work with the concept of ancestors more often. And ancestors doesn't have to be about people from your specific family tree um, or even one degree of separation from you. An ancestor can be any person or um, like concept that like, you connect like, with. Like cultural, you know, it's like like if you've traced your lineage back to like Scandinavia, right? And so your like ancestral worship could like come up in the form of like Vikings, the kind who are doing boats and war or like uh, Vikings, the kind who are wealthy and living at home and running farms. Yeah. Because like the wealthy class in Viking culture was generally farmers. Yeah. Um, Or like, you know, it, it's it's that like uh, like you have family in Scotland, but like you don't like you might know what clan you're from or whatever, but like you don't know. Jeff McClintock or who, you know, a specific dude, but yeah. you can like ancestral worship would be like going to <clears throat> Scottish games and getting a clan tartan and like, you know, whatever, trying a haggis. Yeah. Doing a caber, you know, <laughs> listening to a piped bag, listening to a bag. What with got some pipes attached to <clears throat> yeah, there and yeah. there on. <laughs> But family members are of great use here because they help you connect. They help you with um, working with ancestors, both as kind of like a jumping off point, but as well as because you have a personal connection with that person. Um, and to do that, you can use pictures of your ancestors or personal items to help you connect with their energy, to help to power spells, to help honor them, much like you would a statue for a deity. Yeah. Well, shout out to like uh like chinese ancient chinese ancestral worship which was generally like you had like a like a family plot on your property or what mm -hmm. have you to like uh japanese ancestral worship which is like having the like place with the picture and like the incense and um you know other sundry artifacts and such yeah. in your home for like your grandfather or whoever or like shout out to like uh like European and UK ancestral worship, which may be like the area where within you're going, like where your like ancestors bury themselves on your like familial ancestral property. Yeah. Or like going and visiting a <clears throat> grave. I mean, like, you know, like when I was a kid, I would often go with dad to grandma's uh grave. Right. Uh like, you know, whenever we whenever we had the opportunity to down in down in Sonoma. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it can take it takes a lot of forms from like like the cabinet. Like if you watch anime, the like cabinet with the picture in it. Yeah. Japanese style to like just going and visiting a graveyard or whatever. Or like if you've done the like like heritage kind of research and then you're like, oh, I'm going to the UK and I know I've got a cousin who, <clears throat> you know, like a fifth cousin, 97 times removed or whatever. 
buried at such and such graveyard. Like I can go visit that yeah. graveyard, like ah, connecting me to the UK, like yeah. that kind of energy as or, well. Or, uh, you know, like we live in an area where there's a lot of Latino and Mexican Americans here and Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, and um, is a, a big thing here. Uh, in fact, in the town that we live in, they like clean out the community center and put like a big offer for offerendas and do a whole Day of the Dead celebration like thing, yeah, thing yeah. for that. I mean, so that's another way to connect totally. with that if that's something that particularly jives with you. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. And also, like, you see this in movies, too, although you may not necessarily realize you see it in movies, especially when you're not talking about, like, horror movies. You know, it, it's a common trope for a uh, character in a movie when some when it's like a movie about them trying to get over the grief of a, a loved one passing away, they'll often go to that person's grave and talk to them as if they were there. That in and of itself is a very it's like powerful form of ancestor worship. Totally, worship. Totally. And working with them because yeah. worship isn't like down on your knees, like bowing. And yeah. <laughs> necessarily you don't need like circles and pentagrams and such. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, like with regard to horror movies, you definitely have the like, I don't understand why this thing is getting all spooky and stuff. Oh. Cauldron <laughs> fell. Uh, we're down. We're down a whole cauldron, guys. Ooh, it, I knew that was gonna happen. It only it only fell on the dog. Don't worry. Uh, she's fine. She's fine. She's it fine. didn't fall on her. It she fell mostly. Near her. Yeah, that's true. It just yeah. scared her. Just scared her. Hey, sweetie. It's okay, Hella. Do you want one of these pretend bones? Here, have a spine. Would you like this spine? Would you like a spine? Would you like a skull? No, she does not want that. It's not actually a bone. It's not actually a bone. That's true. <laughs> um, it's just a pretend bone. Uh, anyway, but, uh, technical yeah. difficulties so, standing by. So, like, uh, you know, like, you see in horror movies pretty often when it's, like, a house being haunted, especially when it's, like, a family house. Like, you've just re-inherited this house. Yeah. Or whatever. Then it's, like, come to find out your ancestors were, like, absolute assholes. And now you got to cleanse that shit. To be happy. Or maybe they were really good. Like we just or they recently were like really good and like uh, you gotta fight Peak. assholes. And in Crimson Peak, there's like ghosts of like in particular the main female character. There are uh well, she's like a ghost that of follows the previous her husband. Or previous wife, I mean. Yeah, but like her mother or grandmother or something like that yeah. is the first ghost that she sees yeah. and warns her literally about the house. And yeah. she does not heed that warning yeah. literally. She's like, get out of this yeah. house. And she's like, ah, I don't know. Come to find out she should have got the fuck out of that house. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, you know, family members are a really great way to do it. And you can choose people from your extended family tree. Oh, also totally. from just your heritage, from the location that you live in or from whatever particular spiritual tradition you follow. Yeah. Um, can be sort of subbed in for ancestors. Like, for instance, if you're Polish or French and you're particularly interested in science or would like help breaking through cultural barriers, Marie Curie would be a good choice. To venerate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because she was a woman who was born Polish and then went to go live in France and married a French man and basically discovered uh, a variety of different scientific things. Most most famously, she's um, <clears throat> remembered for her work with radioactive substances, which unfortunately did end up killing her. But that's what radiation does. Yeah, that's radiation for you. 
Yeah. Or if you follow the Greek pantheon or you are Greek or you live in Argos or in Greece, um, crisis, C-H-R-Y-S-I-S, it would be a good choice if you'd like to help forgiving yourself after an incident. Crisis was the priestess of a temple and accidentally burned the whole thing down with an unattended candle and Mm. then fled the town that she- Temple made out of rocks back then. That's- uh... It's a bold strategy. That is a, it is a burn a rock down. It's a fucking hell of a fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And if you're American, especially if you're from Kentucky uh, and want to channel energy about sticking to your principles, doing what's right and abolishing slavery, call upon Cassius Marcellus Clay. Yeah. And more information about all three of those figures is in the um, show notes in the description uh, below. Yeah, or so to the side can, or above or to or the Or wherever other side. it happens yeah. to be. It's there. Forwards and backwards in time. Um, it doesn't matter. It's like five dimensionally, non, not in the same place, depending on where you're watching this. Yeah, yeah. In particular, I recommend the YouTube video about Cassius Marcellus Clay. It is a wild ride from a YouTuber, YouTuber that we absolutely love. Yeah. So you can, you know, so like you had mentioned, you know, you can take these things from outside of your own like specific ancestry or specific family line and call upon them. Totally. Yeah. You can definitely use this like greater than N plus one. Yeah. And also just using the archetype of ancestor is really helpful here. Um, And that's basically those that came before you. Uh, And that's a really open statement. So you can kind of take that to whatever that means to you. Yeah. Uh, You know, you can also call upon the archetype of mothers, of fathers, of warriors, of witches, and use those ancestor archetypes. There's a lot that's available. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't know, like Brenda from 1423 was particularly a witch or something, you can just talk about like my ancestral witches. And yeah. then, like, all the ancestral witches are going to be, like, hootie who, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, it's the same thing if you're, if you're doing, like, if you're doing, like a, like, a warrior kind of a thing. Like, obviously, somewhere in your past, somebody was, you know, like, smick smacking people up and such. Yeah. So, doing warrior-based shenanery. So, like, doing, like, like my ancestral warriors, you know, lend yeah. me your strength, hear my plea. The song tells you everything. Yeah. Well, and this might be a particularly helpful way to use ancestor worship if you feel that you have someone in your lineage um, that is maybe a bit unsavory. You know, maybe did some things that you're not particularly happy with. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely a way to be able to honor that. Just skip that person. You can still. who's, who's, Who's that? Brett? Fuck that guy. Skip him. Other (laughs) ancestors, all ancestors minus Brett. You know, think about it like a Google search. Yeah. You say, you search the ancestors and then in quotes, minus Brett, because you don't want to hear from him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Also, if you don't know how to do like that kind of Google search, you're welcome. Yeah, it's called Boolean search. Look it up. There's a whole bunch of cool things you can do with that. Quotes, minuses, pluses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's ancestors. So moving on to ghosts, and I'm specifically calling these out as ghosts here because this makes it easier for the categorization. Um, Ghosts are also our dearly departed dead, though they're not necessarily an ancestor. You can call upon specific deceased people or those in a certain location. You can see this is similar to ancestors, but not quite 
there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and calling on ghosts is particularly popular for seances uh, or for connecting it's like with the, the whole dead. Point, it's like the whole point of seances. <laughs> it is. Right? It'd be, weird if you, it'd, it'd be weird if you did a seance and you're like, oh, I want to talk to Brad. And Brad just walks in the door and is like, hey, somebody need to talk to me here? And you're like, yeah, what's up, dude? You owe me $10. That's, that's not a seance. That's just a phone call. Yeah. yeah so that's exactly. the difference. Seance, not alive. Phone call, regular alive. <laughs> definitions right yeah and seances are not quite as popular now as they were in the past oh, we've so talked about in a few episodes how uh in the uh sort of like early theosophy times the age of enlightenment in the mid to late 1800s yeah. um people were very hype on seances Bloody, uh, tall dude's wife was way into that <clears throat> abraham, lincoln, abraham lincoln's wife, wife mary todd lincoln yeah she was very into mary it. todd lincoln so into that bro yeah, yeah. Yeah. So because of the nature of what of how popular seances got, um, there was a lot of scammers and there were a lot of people faking seances in a variety totally of different totes. ways. So a lot of people look at seances as something that is fake and Ouija boards as something that is fake and all that other kind of yeah. contacting the dead I mean, it stuff. doesn't help that Ouija <clears throat> TM is like owned by Hasbro games. Yeah, that does not help. So but. spirit boards, <laughs> spirit boards are a thing. You know, it's it's sort of like the idea, you know, like like you, you'll you often hear the like, well, tarot was invented, you know, at a specific time. Therefore, it's like not ancient or whatever. You're like, yeah, but like using pictures of shit to represent other shit is like. Yeah, the idea the of it back, goes bro. way back. It's like all the way back. It's just that like Rider White standard unit tarot. Yeah. Is like from a specific two dudes. I mean, the names are right in there. Yeah, but like it's like from two well, specific one was a lady. Yeah, yes. two people. Dude is a non-gender term to me. So, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it's just like from two people, right? Um, but like, you know, it's the same thing with like spirit boards. Is just like words written down somewhere, letters written down somewhere, some stuff written down somewhere, and you're just like vibing on particular bits of yeah. it or whatever yeah right and just because like what we as like especially as americans and i wonder if this exists outside of america this like fascination with specifically the like unit of ouija yeah right because like that is the brand name as it were, you know, that's the Q-tip, that's the jacuzzi or whatever. The FedEx. The, the FedEx, the Xerox <clears throat> of it, you know. Um, but uh, like spirit boards are like way older than that. <clears throat> yeah. And we actually talk at length about this in our, I think our very first pub chat ever. Um, so I will uh, put a link for that down below so you can take a listen to that um, because I definitely grabbed a bunch of tidbit knowledge that I don't necessarily remember all the fun little party all the bits all the fun little party facts about it uh, but you can definitely use seances to contact ghosts and really it doesn't have to be a big production and seances aren't always fake um but if somebody is selling seances maybe get a second opinion before you give them some money yeah. because look up a yelp can dog be a i mean you know it's like going to a new restaurant yeah. Yep. Yeah. That stuff. Or yeah. whatever people use to look up reviews. I don't do that, but whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, to work with a ghost who can be basically anyone, um, you can use personal effects if you happen to have them, uh, pictures of that 
person being physically in a location that they frequented. These are like the best way to contact with these entities. Um, You know, so if you're trying to connect with Albert Einstein, you know, like, like get one of those like posters of him, like sticking his tongue out with the crazy hair. Yeah. Visit a university or something. Wherever he was from. Taught at, (laughs) man, we just watched a movie that had that information in it and it is all gone right now, but like, whatever dog, you know what I'm talking about? Totally. Yeah. So ghosts, you can also connect with them. Maybe listen, maybe watch a few spooky house movies into spooky ghost movies and then, like, heed the warnings these movies are telling you. Yeah, right. You don't need true. to read a book. You can just watch, like, a haunting of a particular house and, like, a ghost following some people. And then you're going to get, like, the general <clears throat> vibe that if, like, stuff's getting getting squirrely, put the Ouija board down. Leave the house. If the ghost of your grandma says, don't do this, Highly recommend. Listen to your Nana. Do not fucking do this. Yeah. Right? It's obvious. Yeah. I mean, this is top of mind for us because we've been watching uh, spooky movies all month. As it has our, been a spooky As movie is month. our October custom. So yes. we are, um, you know, de- definitely listen to the Harbinger. Yeah. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, the stranger waxes weirdly poetically at you about the thing you're about to do, I highly recommend uh, you find new plans. Yeah. Or you got to go to that cabin in the woods. You know what? I don't need that cabin right now. All of a sudden, I've remembered that I may or may not have left the stove on at the house. I'm going to go back. Yeah, we're just going to turn right around. Not going to deal with that. Not going to deal with that. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. So next stop on this list is deities. And this may surprise you that being uh, included in this list because of the way that we modernly look at deity work and worship, but connecting with deities is also easier when the veil is thin because of the D if, um, because of the thin veil location where they uh, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. And, well, and also they're connected to ancestors and like ancestral work in general, because like, all right, let's say you, let's say you work with Zeus, right? This dude had <clears throat> Hercules. Yeah. And that dude had kids and like those kids are just like regular Greeks. Yeah. So you could totally like still be connected. That Absolutely. Direction. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. In addition to the fact that like, you know, like if the veil is thin, working with stuff like like working with the gods is like going to be there's less barriers to entry for a lack of better words. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And this is regardless of the deity's affinity with fall or spring, the other season in which the veil is thin. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a quote unquote fall deity. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the pumpkin king. It can be like Jack Frost. Sure. Yeah. It could totally. To like modern American, these gods, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And to work with deities, we talk about this in a lot of different episodes. So we don't have any one in particular to call out there, but, um, you know, using correspondences for them, statues or art items that are sacred to them is really the best way to connect with them. And um, this is probably the easiest way to understand working with because of the cultural and historical associations with gods. I think that most people in the like witchy and heathen space these days kind of understand like, oh, this is how you do a deity work totally, or totally. it's easy to find how other people do deity work. So essentially the um, 
the best way to look at this is take that the way that you work with a deity and just extrapolate that into all of the other concepts of spirits and entities. Totally, totally. Well, and like, I mean, you could do a big to do. Right. But like, it's like, I feel like especially for deity work, but this works in sort of like every possible way. Um, like for, for all like spirits and entities and such like that, ancestral worship and, and whatnot. Like it's not big Sunday energy. Right. I, I feel like as like Westerners and especially as like Americans, we kind of think about this stuff as a like Sunday's god day and then every other day you're just an <laughs> asshole right uh and i mean this is truly is like one of the larger problems that are that we're facing as a people uh but like you know uphold the values of that deity or ancestor or spirit or whatever all the time in little ways right like like to Christianize it, right? It's like, yeah, you go to church on Sunday, but like if you're doing un-Jesus shit on a Tuesday, you're still an asshole. Yeah. Right? For Klimt of G's. Uh <laughs> but like but like no Jeezy in this easy. There's no Jeezy in that easy. Um <laughs> you wanna be youthful Jeezy, uh, if you will. Uh but but uh like it's it's the same thing. Like like if you're working with uh like uh a goddess of beauty, every time you see a mirror, I I, I love this. I I live off of this one. Every time you see a mirror, give yourself a little what's up, dog. Give yourself a little hey, I'm looking great. Right. Yeah. Because that's that like that like small devotional like practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So like especially. As you approach, hit, and exit veil thinning times, right in quotes, then like the even like those are even more important times for you to be like ah like I got you know you got to do whatever if you're worshiping Hades do some do some Hades shit right yeah. are you worshiping bloody what's her name Hades wife do some flowers Persephone, Persephone do some flowers or some shit. Yeah. You know, but like it's it's the little work. It doesn't just have to be like big ritual TM. It can be like little everyday shit. Yeah. And that's exactly. totally worth it. <clears throat> totally. Totally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, next up on this train of terrors. It's not it's, not it's really definitely terrors. not a train of yeah, terrors. No, I tried. Um <clears throat> Uh, is spirits. And this one is a bit of a catch-all. And the way that I look at it, all of the above categories are also spirits, but not all spirits fit neatly into these categories. So it's the jacuzzi hot tub thing, right? All hot tubs are jacuzzis, but jacuzzi is a brand name. So not all, uh, or no. Oh no, I said it backwards. All jacuzzis are hot tubs, but because jacuzzi is a brand name, not all hot tubs are jacuzzis. That is That's correct, it. yes. Oof, I always do that one backwards. Yeah, jacuzzi hot tub. <clears throat> like, I understand what it is, but when I try to explain it, I always explain it backwards. I do not know why. This is part of that um, mother maiden crone, maiden mother crone thing. Oh, yeah. I say mother maiden crone. Totally. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. So anyway, spirits are kind of a catch all. And in um, 
and, and like everything's got a spirit, right? So in ancient Egypt, they believe that everything had ka, which is a soul, and that everything had magic in it. And this yeah. is a belief that we see across many other animistic religions throughout the world, from ancient times to modern day, like in Shintoism. Uh, and we talk a little bit about nature spirits in this manner in our Magic and Anime Fanime 2023 episode, which is episode 57. Um, but... There's spirits for everything. We also talk about this a little bit in types of Fae, how, um, you know, people believed that there were um, elemental spirits and, you know, there is a spirit of this rock and there's a spirit of that book. And then there's this being that has a spirit, you know, uh, and so everything's kind of got a spirit associated with it. Totally. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and you can break that into animal archetypes, into natural phenomena, or even attached to places or things. Uh, but also spirits can be ancestors. They can be deities. They can be just ghosts. All of those are spirits. Yeah. All of those are hot tubs. <laughs> They're all hot tubs. That's not wrong. Yeah. And then last on our list here Bricks is can be spirits. They tell people that that window doesn't need to be there no more. So <laughs> put it out there. That's just yeah. but you don't need to work five, eight hour days a week. It's too many. It's too many days. It's too many eights. That's yeah, for sure. It's, it's too many eights. Maybe a brick, maybe a brick spirit. Maybe a little brick sprite. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little brick sprite. Just put it out there, guys. <clears throat> so the last stop here on this train of knowledge is the Fae. Uh, and in my experience, the Fae are kind of a little bit of everything. They're part deity and part nature spirit. They're also partly attached to a place, but also they're something else entirely. Um, and we talk about this. stops of a train or is it just the train itself is this knowledge and the stops are the things we gain from it, which would make the Fae the caboose of the train. And frankly, we are for some caboosed up Fae. What's up? So. Yes, yes. The train is knowledge. Yeah. So I this think. is just the, yeah. the Fae in this uh, analogy is just the caboose. Ah, yeah. yeah. They're the they're the end of the train in this Snowpiercer. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if Snowpiercer had a caboose, though. I don't I can't remember for the life of me. What was at the end? Yeah, honestly, nor do I. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. I've seen that movie like 10 <laughs> times, dude. And I'm going to be real with you. Every time I see that movie, I'm just like, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like uh, bloody Captain America's in that movie. That's like oh, an yeah. act of the only reason why I remember that right now is because I like two days ago watched a thing about Snowpiercer. Yeah. Like a, like a YouTube yeah. about it. Or else I would have not remembered that. Every single time I see something about that movie, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, he's in this. Dang, I forgot about that. <laughs> It's just it's one of those movies, dude, that just like bleeds into the background for me. I have no clue why. Because it's a good movie. I mean, you know, it's a pretty good movie. It was a good movie. It's Willy yeah. Wonka 3. So whatever. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Maybe more than kind of. Yeah, maybe more than kind of. Um, The Fae. So 
Watch you just derail that piercing snow. Yeah, just derailed this train of knowledge. Uh, so the Fae are nothing to be afraid of, especially if you are new here. We talk a lot about working with the Fae. I work with the Fae a lot. And we specifically talk about how to work with the Fae in episode nine, working with the Fae. And we also talk about types of Fae around the world in episode 39. So definitely check those out if you want to know more about the Fae. But basically your primer is that the Fae aren't anything to be afraid of. They are just a spirit, an entity that works on a more transactional type of a relationship. You do something for them and they do something for you. You ask, yeah, you ask them to do something for you and you repay them in kind with a task or with an offering. It's really that simple. Um, (laughs) Well, we have this sort of like, there's a, I, 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 and I don't really know where it comes from, but there's this sort of like cultural concept that the Fae are so, like a dark or yeah somehow negative in some way. And honestly, I don't know where that comes from, um, but it's just it's just different, bro. Yeah. You know, like it's it would be like and I mean, I think this is a fantastic example, especially <clears throat> right now. Uh, it, it would be like traveling to a foreign country. Mm-hmm. There are just going to be some things that are different. Yeah. So don't be disrespectful to different people's shit. I, that It's insane that I have to say that out loud. My gods. But like, <laughs> clearly it needs to be said today. Uh, but like, yeah, the Fae is just, it's a, just, it's a different culture. Yeah, exactly. You know? So just be That's respectful, a to put it. not a problem. Right. And and any of this like fair evil or trickster or some bullshit like that. It's that's just like, I don't know, it's just like racist hype shit, bro. I love that. Yeah, it's just racism, dog. Yeah, that's all that is. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. (laughs) So, uh, you know, working with the Fae during the liminal season of fall and spring is also easier to do. Um, as the Fae are looking to go into hibernation or into sort of their winter routines in the fall. And as they're coming out of it and waking up for the summertime um, in the spring, this is a great time to start a relationship with the Fae. Now, to connect with these relationship. Yeah, Fae relationship. Yeah. A, a Fae ship. So. Mm, I don't know about Fae ship. <laughs> it's like a friendship, but with Fae. Yeah, I don't know about Fae-ship. Well, that makes more sense than Fae-rend-ship. Fae-lationship. Fae-lationship, I guess, probably works the best. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, connecting with these entities is basically about the same across all of the different types of spirits and entities. Uh, So aside from any specific recommendations that we have already talked about, this is all pretty simple. So start by researching the the energy of the spirit you want to connect with. If that's ancestor work and you're looking to call upon something like that, do some research. If you're looking to connect with a very specific person, whether it be from your family or a figure from history, again, do some research. In Uh, fact, the only reason why you know that that entity exists to begin with is because research foisted upon you to begin with. Right. Nobody's nobody's out here. Just never heard of never heard a bloody Thor just like, you know what? I'm going to worship the dude who's doing thunder with hammers and such. Yeah. Bane of the Jotuns and whatnot. Yeah. Right? Like, you already have some sort of basal knowledge for this information, right? So then obviously, like, look into it. 
such that you're not like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Thor's super into flowers. It's probably not Thor. You're probably thinking of a different person entirely. Yeah. Right, dog? You know, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. And if you're thinking, well, guys, I don't even know where to begin with this research. How do I know that this information is correct? Um, as far as spirits go, it's a lot of it's a bit more open to interpretation because there's sort of like the way that you um, best work with an in, like an entity. Right. And then there is also the way that you perceive an entity. This is harder for things that have not really had a corporeal form. So working with the Fae is a little bit more of like personal experience and understanding than it is because you read it in a book. Whereas working with a specific person um, in history makes more sense to understand more about actually their corporeal form. Totally. Well, and I would argue that this is kind of the same for like deity worship and ancestral worship and like spirit worship, like like nature spirits and such like this. Is it sort of like uh, think about it like kind of like a vibe check? Yeah. Sort of an energy, right? Like if you're if you're like hypersimplification. If you're an electrician and you're worshiping Zeus, then your focus is primarily going to be the lightning. Yeah. Right? And like maybe less the weird other parts of Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right? That. <laughs> that um, stuff. And so so like so it's that. It doesn't mean that like you get to, like you get to pick and choose, right? And, and I I think that this is one of those like you kind of have a pro- you kind of have to approach this from two directions. One, there's like whatever like uh, information you can find on a group of people. So like like choose a group of stuff, right? Spirits, deities, ancestors, whatever. And then choose the things that you want to work with worship-wise, right? And then like see where those Venn diagrams overlap and then from that information, you're like, "All right. Well, like lightning and such, I'm doing Zeus grounding and such i'm doing uh what what you call it demeter yeah right uh protection and such i'm doing so and so my boss is an asshole so i gotta yell at that guy all the time so i'm gonna do a little air i'm I'm gonna sprinkle a little aries in here and i gotta communicate properly to other people you know lock out tag out style uh not to touch this shit because i'm working with it and it's live electricity so i need a little bit of uh hermes yeah up in here Right. So you see what you've just done there is you've you've set up a system of worship for you to properly handle, like, let's say your work life balance. Right. Your balance within work with regard to like the job that you have. And it's like a little bit of Zeus and a little bit of Hermes and a little bit of Demeter and, you know, and a little bit of uh, Aries or whoever. So that way you can get that job done most efficiently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, And so and so this is this is one of those like. There is no right answer. I think that 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 is the most limiting factor we have is the idea that like, okay, Zeus means these five things and no more things and no less things. Right. Like, that's not how that shit works. That's not how that shit works for literally anybody, anywhere, anytime. So, like, don't worry about that. But like what like if the grand sum total of conversation, right? This is where you make the practice of continual education, research, and study, right? If the grand sum total of practice is like, Zeus is a bit of a dick, 
and you worship Zeus and you're like, Zeus seems pretty gangster, but you're only worshiping purely from the standpoint of like electrical current and lightning and shit. Then like you're only accessing a specific portion of the like Zeus archetype. Yeah. For a lack of better words. Right. So like, that's your thing. Just because everybody says Zeus is a dick doesn't mean that you need to like accept, like you need to like be like, well, I mean, he doesn't seem like, uh, he's, I guess he's the dick also. Like if he's not a dick to you, he's not a dick, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't need to, um, you know, you don't need to work with that part of the archetype that doesn't make sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, doesn't it, think about it. Like going to, to a restaurant, if you're going to a restaurant and everybody's like, Oh my God, I hate Shorzy's. It's a terrible restaurant. And you're like, but they have great fish and chips. And that's what I'm there for. Right. Just because everybody else is complaining that the burgers are awful. Doesn't mean that you can't still go there and eat fish and chips. Yeah. Or go there and just drink a beer because you're like, I don't give a shit about the food. Like I'm not coming here to eat food, but the bartender and I are homies. From like back in the DZ. So like I'm, we're just going to I'm going to hang out here like on a Friday night, have a couple of pints and then go have dinner elsewhere. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm totally, saying? Totally. So like think about this. You, we learn from all of our interactions. And I think that this is one of those things where we often try and like segregate like practice and religion and magic and mysticism and, and, and all of that stuff into this sort of like uniformly special place where wherein we can take our regular interactions with stuff differently. We all have a friend where we're like, oh yeah, I know Brian, he's cool dog. And everybody else is like, he's kind of fucking weird. And you're like, I mean, he's weird, but he's not that weird. And they're like, maybe he's kind of fucking weird, dude. You know? And you're like, you don't get it or whatever. And it's because like, you just don't interact with Brian in such a way where you're experiencing him being like weird about some shit, you know? Yeah. Every time he brings up Star Wars, you're like, oh yeah, I mean, Star Wars is all right. And that just like shuts him down. So he doesn't go off on a diatribe about the, the fucking post-schools or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like that kind of energy. We already have practice in this. We just have to apply it to the greater, you know, profound, like whatever yeah. work. Yeah. And from a more practical standpoint, if you are looking to do research and you don't know what to do or where to start, uh, I recommend that you start with Wikipedia yeah. um, and and look the thing up there. Wikipedia gets a really bad rap because it's, um, you know, it's like an open source thing. Uh, but Wikipedia has uh, rules about how to how can how you can contribute and um, they also have checks and balances to find things that are incorrect. And yes, sometimes things slip through. But realistically, the information in Wikipedia is no differently biased and has no less chance of being incorrect than an actual physical set of like encyclopedias at the library. Um, so I highly recommend that you check out Wikipedia. I start yeah. almost all of our episodes with seeing what there is on Wikipedia and then going from there Yeah, because well, you and, can and find the sources easily and you can choose to follow those rabbit holes if you wish. Yeah. And then you already have a basic idea of the thing that you are looking at point. to jump off so that now you can look at other websites and go, okay, this makes sense. This is very similar to what I've already read. So that one probably pretty close. And then you can kind of continue through that loophole of 
finding things and going, oh, okay, this is similar to what I've already heard. And this person is citing sources. So if you have questions or if you're unsure, if you want to know more, you can search out those sources to find that. Yeah. Well, it's, I think that in general, this is a, there's no one stop shop for any knowledge, right? It's, it's like stacking Venn diagrams, right? We always think of like the two overlapping circles, but like when you read an article, that's, that's some unit of information. And then you read us another article or a paper or a write-up, or you hear a podcast or whatever, and you're, you're stacking another circle on top of that. And there may be stuff that sticks out between the two circles. That's different, right? Uh, And you may choose to explore that information, which is going to drive the sort of curve of the bend of knowledge that you're seeking out, right? Or you're going to continue to stay generalized. And as you do that, and you kind of have these like outliers falling off, you come to this point, you reach a place where you've like rendered out the purest singular point of that particular piece of research or like research topic whereupon you're able to make decisions that sort of branch downward based on the information that you have right yeah and like don't be afraid of finding a piece of information that you vibe with more that might go against what you already believed or and or information that you don't vibe with and that you don't believe and that's entirely antithetical to like the system that you're working on. And it doesn't mean that it's not important or useful to somebody else. It's just different, right? Like different, different isn't scary. Again, it's crazy that we have to say these things out loud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So once you've gotten your sort of research and intent piece of that out of the way, the next thing you'll want to do is decide how you want to interact with that spirit. And John, you kind of already mentioned some of this. Um, where it's like, you know, if you don't, if you're not looking for that particular piece of the archetype, leave it alone, you know? So deciding how you want to interact with it is just as myriad of choices as who you can pick, you know? So if you are looking at, you know, connecting with a deity's energy and we keep coming back to deities because they're kind of like the easiest way to get the information across, but like- It's the simplest example because when I say Zeus, like you've seen the Hercules movie from Disney and you've like whatever seen and read and studied enough for most people to kind of get the general vibe so that way when we speak with specificity, we're able to do this. Yeah. A a fantastic example of like, if you don't vibe with an energy or it's not like the thing that you're trying to do, think of like a war, like the archetype of a warrior or, or the worship of, or practice of, or ancestral veneration of any warrior. Yeah. Just because you are venerating, worshiping or whatevering, trying to embody the spirit of a warrior doesn't linearly mean that you need to be aggressive. Yeah. Right. Because what if you're embodying or, or making practice of ancestral warrior worship or, or um, a deity, a warrior deity or a warrior archetype, but you're using this as an act of being able to defend those around you who are defenseless or that's not necessarily aggressive yeah or you're not even necessarily trying to physically do a defend perhaps you're trying to incorporate yourself warrior energy so that you can negotiate better with your boss ah pumpkin 
pumpkin fell. Um, <laughs> you know, so so you un, can yeah, un, this undoing these itself. decorations are just slowly just returning to the earth. It's <laughs> gonna have a pile. My skull has like a dent in his head now. That's okay. You've already got another one here. More so skulls. Yeah, like that. More skulls. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, like, yes. if you're looking to bring warrior energy into your life, you don't necessarily have to be doing it in aggression or doing it with combat. It can be a more of a mental warrior thing. Or maybe you just want to, like, up your video game skills. Yeah. And that's going Or to telling you. your boss to shut the fuck up because he said something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, keep that so now that you've decided how you want to interact, next step is to make the connection. However, it makes sense for your desired. You do have to make Zahalu. Some blue people told us that. <laughs> yes, you do make Zabon. So make the connection in the way that makes sense with the way that you want to interact. So for and this is all again something that works best for you. So if you are not a meditation, sit in a quiet room with some incense going and some like wah music on, then don't do that. Do something else. Totally. Uh, you know, for me, I find that I do my best sort of connection type work or meditative work when I'm like in the bath. So for me, it's all going to probably be in the bath or when I'm making food, because that's the other place that I do that sort of like best work. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. And so make your connection with the spirit. And then after that, find some sort of way to meditate with them. Oh, However, so meditation works best for you, uh, whether that's cooking or washing dishes or taking a bath, maybe taking a walk through the forest. No, no, this way. <laughs> um, you know, so find your way to sort of bring that meditation to quiet your mind around working with this particular well, and, entity. And, and med maybe your meditation is like mosh pit at a metal show. Yeah. Right. And and that and that's that's where you're bringing big you know, big Thor energy or whatever. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, just because like you've read a thousand things that say like, oh, you got to do this thing, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that that's the thing that that like resonates best with you for that stuff. Yeah. Right. Like you're not really like a sit in a room meditate person. Yeah. Whereas like I, I have no problem. I meditate all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And right. we have a whole episode that we talk, we talk about meditation in almost everything, but uh, we uh, have a whole episode where we talk about meditation and that will be linked in the show notes below as well. So once you have your meditation, now you're going to use items to anchor yourself to the entity's energy. Whatever these items are, you can enchant something, you can use a personal item if that's applicable and also not a crime. <laughs> yeah, don't do crimes. Or burn your house down. You know what? Fire safety. Don't do crimes. Make no sure that that shit's not sketchy. Yeah, gods. Hell, no grave, no grave robbing. robbing. It's that simple. You know, so use use items to anchor yourself to their energy. So going off of the like, um, off of the whole like Zeus electrician thing, maybe, you know, your keys to your work truck have a uh, Thunderbolt keychain on them. Yeah. You know, um, so that's like an easy way to do something like that. That's just sort of always there. Yeah. Are you do you worship Thor? Maybe keep a hammer in and around wherever you're doing that work. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. It doesn't need to be a nice hammer. It doesn't need to be some bloody $600 hand-carved Mjolnir replica. It can just be like a fucking claw hammer, right? And, you know, you want to double dip? It's the claw hammer that your dad gave you when you moved out of your house. There you go. two dips right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's not that it needs to, like, fit accurately some sort of corporate mold yeah our 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 ritual hammer uh that we use for a variety of things and also that we used in our wedding yeah our wedding um, hammer the ritual hammer that we have i used to split wood yeah all winter like and, anytime i get wood i use that bought, hammer for a bunch of shit yeah and we bought that thing from like home depot oh yeah that's just like a yeah. that's just like a big box store hammer yeah that's just a big like box a little store like a five sledge. pound sledge yeah you know short half sledge and i've like rewrapped the handle in leather twice now in fact i need to rewrap the handle now it's starting to fall apart yeah uh, not the handle the leather um it's been a little on fire a couple of times. Yeah. It you know, happens. so it doesn't have to be a pristine item that just like sits on your altar space. But if that works better for you, then do that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, spend remember, that $600, girl. It's like, whatever, whatever you like the most. Yeah. Um. So next, uh, and I think this is probably the most important piece of this whole thing, is to listen and incorporate the guidance offered by the entity into your daily life. Um, And that's a tough one because not all of us are take advice so easily. You know, it's easy to give, not so easy to take. Um, You know, so I... talked about this in, I believe, our Aphrodite episode, but I've talked about this before, where when I first started working with Aphrodite, um, I she was like, do this thing, and I didn't do it. And she was like, well, I mean, until you do the thing, we kind of can't move forward. So yeah. like, don't call me until you've done this thing. Yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're like, I and would she love- wasn't mad at me, not at all. But in order for me to level up, I had to grind. I had yeah. to do that work. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, OK, so Aphrodite is such a fantastic example of this. Like if you're trying to gain self-confidence or like find your inner beauty or whatever, and you want to work with Aphrodite and Aphrodite is like, hey, you need to be like proud of the way that you look and like happy with yourself and like recognize that you're beautiful or whatever. If you look in a mirror and like, I don't look pretty right now. That's directly antithetical to the shit that you were talking to Aphrodite about. Yeah. So obviously she's not going to like, she's not going to fluff you. Just because you're trying to be like a sad banana dog. Yeah, yeah. Like Aphrodite's about beauty. Like if you're not willing to interact with and recognize your self-worth and self-beauty, then she is going to not send you that energy because there's this balancing act. There is this like give and take involved in that stuff. So like, you know, it's it's the same thing. Like if you're trying to like access, access that like warrior energy, then you need to be able then like, like you need to defend, you need to stand up for the self. You need to interact in a warrior like way. That doesn't even doesn't mean you need to be like an asshole or rude or like aggressive or some shit. But it's like it's part of that like that think of it like a treaty, like a contract. Right? You in you watch like modern movies, you you see a lot of stuff about like uh contracts with demons for knowledge. Yeah. Right? To like, like way over Christian simplify this shit, like Hollywood simplify this shit, right? It's like if you're asking bloody Beelzebub or whoever the hell is 
the demon in that shitty movie, right? For like grand cosmic knowledge. He's not giving you that shit for free, you know? Yeah. He's like, all right, grand cosmic knowledge, but maybe you kick the salt out of this circle. Let me go do some demon shit somewhere else, right? Yeah. So there's there's like a give and take on that, right? So like if you're trying to do like if you're using again this like root example that we've been using this entire conversation about like being an electrician and using Zeus, right? Like as as your thing. If you're using Zeus as this thing, right? Like if you're doing irresponsible electrical shit, then obviously Zeus is not going to respect that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and it's the same thing, you know, if you're doing ancestral work and you're like besmirching your ancestors or like if you're trying to like ask grandma for help about this castle that you moved into because like he's a cute guy. But like this castle seems real sketch and I don't know what's going on with his sister, but like that's just weird Um, (laughs) to talk about uh, Crimson Peak again. Right. And your grandma's like, don't go in there. Right. Yeah, sure. Initially, she shows up. She's like, don't go in there, bro. Like, I get he's cute. It's obvious. But like, this is a sketchy ass house. Right. And then you go into this fucking house. Obviously, grandma's going to be like, all right, well, she's not listening to me. So fuck her, dog. (laughs) And then grandma doesn't show up again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because grandma done told you and you did not listen to grandma. So why is she going to done tell you again? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, 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 it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. So, you know, listen to the advice given by the entity that you're working with um, and try to incorporate that. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be easy, but it's definitely going to be well, worth it. It's 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 just respect. Yes. Right. And it's not even just listening to advice. It's it's like this profoundly simpler act of just like respect. And I, I'm not talking that like respect your elders like bullshit that we were all taught as kids, but like it's just it's just like plain respect, right? If you expect respect, then you have to give respect, right? If you ex if you expect like honor and grace and like information, then you have to give these things in turn, right? And like if and to that exact same point, if you're if they're not giving you respect, if if you're trying to work with grandma and grandma's saying some like hate filled old person shit then like don't listen to grandma dog yeah you know what i mean like listen she was a nice lady maybe asshole a little bit or whatever yeah you know so so again there is this implied balancing act that exists right that we again already know of we already interact with on a regular and daily basis and it is only now when you're talking about these things specifically that we need to re-educate ourselves on them because we are sort of used to culturally, especially here in America, like, or from a Christian standpoint, uh, we are used to something that's a little less balanced. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and again, like, you know, this is always an infinitely personal transaction. So just because when I'm doing Thor shit, I'm like, using a hammer and when you're doing Thor shit you're like dressing up like a bride and drinking a lot it's the same Thor right honestly it's like the best Thor story anyway so like (laughs) same Thor right different energy but same dude just like some days you wake up and you're like I got all this work to do I have so much energy and some days you wake up and you're like maybe Maybe I immediately take a nap. Can you have a nap before breakfast? I think I can. And then you just take a little fucking pre-breakfast nap to prepare your body for <laughs> breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah. 
it's all balance. Yeah. So the last piece of working with these spirits um, and sort of speaking of respect from like 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> Four score and 20 years ago. Uh, five score. Is to leave offerings or give thanks. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Even if you don't use an altar, you can still leave offerings. You can still give thanks because you're sort of closing the loop with that conversation. But you're also um, acknowledging the, the assistance given to you and making it so that working with that entity later on is going to be more beneficial because they know that you've done the research that you've done the work, that you've listened to the recommendations, and now that you're going to thank them. So, you know, that sort of all puts everything wrapped up with a, like a nice, neat little bow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It, you know, it's, it's, it's paying the toll. It's part of that balance, right? You know, it's, it's the, it's the coins on the eyes, when when you got to pay Sharon to take you across the bloody thing like it's 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 part of the balance of respect is intrinsically the idea that like if you're going to gain something from this you need to give something in return right which is it's crazy that like we kind of expect and understand this uh uh <laughs> like with regard to deities deatitious just sounded fun in my in my head uh but like that same concept is chagrined with regard to the fey uh i don't i don't know what that's about it's just a thing that i recognized and noticed right now but like um yeah you know what and you don't you don't need to make again a big do of of the thanks you don't need to set up a whole shenan about it right you could always you know, pull out like a um, bloody grab a grab a tiny dish, a dip dish or like a whatever. Put a little put a little spoonful of your supper in that, right, and set it next to you, and that's your offering to whatever work you're working on. And then when it's time to do dishes, clean that shit. Don't leave a mess, dog. Yeah. Right, and that's fine. Or you don't need to do a full your dumb plate. supper. Just you could just leave a little thing. bit on yeah. your plate and don't eat any of it. Or Honestly, you can eat your whole food and then just offer this dinner up in thanks. Yeah. And then still eat that food, but you're eating it in thanks as opposed to just in because you're hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can kind of offer thanks and leave offerings in, in whatever manner works best for you. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's been... Samhain 103. Yeah, keep Samhain spooky, y'all. Yeah, keep Samhain spooky. Do some make, ancestor make, work. Make, make Samhain spooky again, MSSA. Do some work with ghosts. Do some do ghost some stuff. Fae work. Watch a horror movie. Yeah, do all the fun things. Yeah. you There's horror comedies. You don't need to watch a, a spooky horror movie. <laughs> watch, the, watch the Goosebumps with Jack Black. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, and yeah. it's like a vaguely spook, I guess. I guess, yeah. It's like vaguely spooky. I guess there's like ghosts and a giant spider. We're pretty desensitized to the spooky. Yeah, I have no things. clue what is and isn't yeah, scary so. anymore. <laughs> As above, so below is like peak movie for me. And that, that movie is probably like mind altering for most people. So, yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, I'm not a good judge of that. But yeah, so this has been Samhain 103, Samhain uh, 103. 
Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say this. Anywho, if you want the show notes for this in the form of the Book of Shadows page, I'm just 100% jumping to the next thing because I have no way of transitioning this. I am not prepared at all. My brain was is lost. Uh, it's fine. It's in one of these skulls and I have to find it. I have not found it yet. Um, uh, it's... <laughs> It's a, it's like a, what are these, uh, the Frankenstein brain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like he, he thought it was a special brain, but it's not. Yeah. But it's not. It's wrong. Yeah. Wrong kind of. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, Book of Shadows page for this and all the other podcast episodes are going to be on our Patreon. And speaking of our Patreon, we would like to give a shout out to our patrons, uh, Alan Miranda, Somewhere, Helena, Alexa, Panda, and Brianna. Thank you guys very much. You guys are awesome. Uh, and you keep this podcast uh, being gangster. You guys yeah. are the best. Thank you for all you do. You yeah. help us get better every time. Yeah. Special shout out, Salwin shout out to us. Yeah. Uh, special sh- uh, Salwin shout out alliteration there. Uh, <laughs> that's, for them. That's three. And essence. you can join them. Uh, the, oh, that's true. And uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, you can also like this video and comment below and share and subscribe if you have questions or you want to correct us on a thing um, or whatever. You can leave comments on the YouTube video for all of these. If you are watching this on listening to this on a podcast, you can uh, leave us a review on the podcast network so that we know that you listen to it on that because I don't I don't know how podcasts work, man. Like I make one, but it's a nightmare. Um, I just use an RSS feed and then everybody else has to figure that out on their own. Uh, but, but yeah, either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been the horn and cauldron podcast. podcast. And we will catch you guys next time for more podcastery, more witchy goodness. And since we are recording this on Samhain itself, happy Samhain, uh, Merry Spooksmas, um, happy Halloween, happy Halloween. Uh, I don't know. Have a gangster All Hallows Eve. Dress up. Adults should be dressing up for Halloween more. I'll die on this hill. More costumes, guys. <laughs> this is second outfit of the day. I pre- I'm prepared for at least five today. So, yeah. Just be ready for that. And, uh, yeah. What have you? Uh, stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt. <laughs> <laughs>